0: Scott Richmond, the Director for New York and New Jersey for ADL, the anti-Defamation League, coming to you from the front lines. ADL is on the front line every day fighting anti-Semitism and hate, and this show brings that to you from the WVOX Studios in New York in the battle against anti-Semitism and hate. Online games have unfortunately become a breeding ground. ADL's annual report on experiences in online multiplayer games show that the spread of hate, harassment, and extremism in these digital spaces continues to grow unchecked. This is a problem as over 215 million people of all ages play video games as part of this $203 billion industry. I've asked my colleague Daniel Kelly to join me for today's show to unpack the details of this year's report, which he authored. He is ADL's Director of Strategy and Operations for ADL's Center for Technology and Society and has been a guest before. So I will say welcome back, Daniel too, from the Frontlines.
1: Thank you. Happy to be here.
0: So I want to start by asking how bad are this year's findings? Give us some of the highlights.
1: So we've been doing this survey since 2019, and this is really uh, the worst year so far, unfortunately harassment overall continues to increase this year 86 percent of adults uh, 18 to 45 have experienced harassment online Uh, 66 percent of teens 13 to 17 uh, increased from 60 percent last year and this is also the first year we asked about the experience of pre-teens which are 10 to 12 year olds 70 percent of 10 to 12 year olds had experienced harassment in online multiplayer games so this represents 67 million adult gamers, 17 million young gamers. This is this is really bad, and I think you know the the trends just show uh, that these numbers are continuing to go up, despite us calling attention to them every year.
0: Very troubling. And I, I think what was particularly astounding to me was the degree to which white supremacy has grown in gaming. What is what does that look like in the gaming environment, and, and what did the, the survey show?
1: Since 2019, we've asked about people's exposure to white supremacist ideologies in online games. So those are things like people talking about the superiority of whites and the inferiority of non-whites or a home for the white race. In 2019, we asked a broad question. In subsequent years, we got a little more conservative in our methodology and to make sure we were getting really accurate numbers. Um, But this year, even with our uh, more conservative methodology, uh, white supremacist ideology or exposure to white supremacist ideology in online games grew from 8% last year to 20% of adult players being exposed to it uh, this year, 15% of people ages 10 to 17 being exposed to it. This is really concerning because um, these are really hateful, dangerous ideologies that are known to motivate offline violence, Uh, and there still remains only one major game company that has an explicit policy prohibiting extremism. And that's Roblox. All other major game companies don't have an extremism policy, which is also very troubling.
0: And is that the reason for this growth? I mean, why why are we experiencing this?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's part of the reason. Part of the reason is that the industry is not, you know, there, there is some progress being made, but there isn't the kind of seismic shift in focus and resourcing towards addressing hate and harassment, certainly towards addressing extremism. We're seeing it in other areas, like, for instance, DHS this year uh, provided a huge grant to some researchers to explore the connection between extremism and gaming. So we're seeing government start to engage, researchers start to engage, but we really aren't seeing the industry step up
0: in the way it needs to. I think we talk a lot about social media and policies, content moderation policies and social media, but... We don't think about hate and misinformation on games. I mean, that's just something fun, something diverting.
1: I think that's a common misconception, which is online games are a social platform akin to social media. I was just looking uh, and I was seeing that somebody uh, was posting about the young person in their life attending church in Roblox, for example, right? Um, There being an actual service right inside of an online game like Roblox. Um, other things, Ariana Grande giving a concert to a million people inside of Fortnite, the game, right? So these are spaces where people are congregating, where people are meeting, exploring their identity, exploring themselves and other people uh, and, and how they make connections and community. Uh, but they're also places where, you know, socializing of many kinds, political protests, concerts, uh, religious engagement is happening. And so it's important to take these spaces seriously.
0: And you spoke before about harassment, but tell us, uh, does the survey include examples of, of what kind of harassment people are experiencing?
1: Sure. So I think one of the things that's important to highlight is the degree to which people are being experiencing what we call severe harassment. So these are forms of, uh, of harassment that include physical threats, stalking, sustained harassment, as well as things like doxing, uh, which is having your personal information exposed. Online for the purpose of doing you harm or swatting, which is uh, calling emergency services uh, for the purpose of doing you harm as well. 77% of adults um, were exposed to severe forms of online harassment in online multiplayer games this year, uh, which is an increase from last year. So, you know, these, all of these kinds of behaviors are happening in these spaces and they're only getting worse, unfortunately.
0: Are these games that are particularly violent where this happens? I mean, can can we tell parents or individuals to avoid certain types of of warlike games or is it more more uh, yeah. ubiquitous?
1: It's a good it's a good question. So I think there's been there there's been a, a, a wide variety of research that have shown that the actual connection between in game video game violence and, and violence offline or mass shootings is is not they're not connected, right? There isn't that sort of Video games are sort of a punching bag for a lot of societal ills. And what we've seen in our survey and in our research is that these kinds of hate and harassment uh, happen in online games regardless of genre. They happen in shooter games. They happen in sports games. They happen in strategy games and card games. Right? It doesn't matter the the genre or the type of game. These kinds of uh, hate, harassment, and even extremism happen across all kinds of different games.
0: And... Tell us what ADL is doing about it. Obviously, letting people know about it is a very important step with this survey, but are we doing more?
1: There's a variety of different ways in which we're, uh, we're trying to approach the problem. I think we're, trying to, we're working uh, with, uh, with a variety of game companies. Uh, we have worked uh, with the Fair Play Alliance, which is a coalition of about 200 different game companies that are working to address this. Um, And also, I think we're starting to explore uh, legislative solutions. So uh, last Friday, Rep. uh, Lori Trahan of Massachusetts sent a letter uh, to multiple game CEOs asking them for uh, more information about how they address hate and extremism. But I think this is, you know, something that we're going to continue to advocate that legislators do, right, is to start with, get more information from the companies. And, and point and tell them that, you know, this is an issue that you're taking seriously, uh, and that you want to understand how they're doing it, how they're thinking about extremism, how they're thinking about hate and harassment. And then there may be more, uh, more sort of pushes around, uh, legislative actions to come. But I think it's a good first step for legislators to do that.
0: If I'm thinking about the listener, they're probably saying to themselves, like, I'm a parent, and should I be telling my kids never to play games? Should I, as an adult, not not be engaging in this type of activity?
1: In the past, we have done surveys that also included positive social experiences and found that they're near universal. The point of doing this work is not to say that games themselves are bad or heinous spaces, but rather that these important social, digital social spaces that are, that are key vectors for people to engage are not doing the work necessary to um, to keep them safe, right? So I think a big part of it is just, you know, uh, just like you would talk to your kid about the time they spend on a playground or who they talk to in school, uh, take seriously this time they're spending in online games. Talk to them. Who are they talking to in those spaces? What kinds of conversations are they happening? Do they know what to do if someone is saying something that is, you know, against your family's values, right? Do they know how to report, right? Educate yourself on the tools available uh, so that you and the young people in your life are prepared uh, to, you know, to stay safe and and to encourage an inclusive and respectful environment in these spaces.
0: We only have a couple seconds left, but Daniel, tell us, how did you become such an expert on hate in gaming spaces?
1: I talk and, 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 and have worked with folks uh, since the founding of the Center for Technology and Society in 2017. Uh, and I've really tried to seek out uh, folks who, who have been in the space for a long time, folks like uh, Dr. Tishana Gray, uh, Dr. Rachel Cowart, folks, uh, Dr. Constance Steinkohler, a bunch of folks who I have talked to and learned from over the years um, to really figure out how ADL can make a difference in the space.
0: Well, thanks, Daniel, for authoring this very important new report and revealing the shocking amount of hate that exists in our online games. This uh, cutting-edge work that you do every day, not, not just the gaming survey, is just simply more critical each year. I really appreciate you being on the show to tell us about it, and, uh, and thanks so much. Thank you. And, of course, a big thank you to the listeners who tuned in to From the Frontlines, either live on WVOX 1460 AM or as a podcast. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or on Spotify to ensure that you do not miss a show. Just search for From the Frontlines. And please engage in these important conversations throughout the week by following me on Facebook and Twitter. My handle is at Scott A. and our hashtag is Fighting Hate for Good.